0: hello and welcome to healing from within i am your host Cheryl glick author of the living spirit answers for healing and infinite love which share stories of spiritual awakening and communication with the divine healing miracles and ways to connect your intuition and to your higher self, and I am delighted to welcome Dina Merriam, author of My Journey Through Time, a story of how the events and people she has encountered have served to awaken memories of past births and lives, and help her understand this life, providing spiritual direction and guidance. Hello, Dina, and thank you for joining us on Healing From Within. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you dina as listeners of the show are well aware my guests and i share intimate stories and insights into the world of universal energy uh, for perhaps a clearer understanding of our energetic and physical worlds so we may proceed to conquer the fears beliefs and limitations that hold us back from the truth of who we are as both human and spiritual beings. In today's episode of Healing from Within, we will discover how Dina remembered teachers and loved ones in past lives and realized the most important message is the continuation of relationships through time, through death and rebirth. In the book, Dina recounts memories of at least seven previous births in different countries with different cultures and religions. Themes emerge that shape her life and will shape lives to come. Dean is a managing partner at Finn Partners, and her work involves cultural marketing and creative services. She is indeed a multi dimensional being of great experience and personal power, and like da Vinci's Vitruvian man is a vitruvian woman who represents the merging of all aspects of beauty science spirituality and knowledge in the world she is the recipient of the 2014 Noano peace prize in japan for her commitment to interfaith dialogue dean i always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, an event, or a value or dream that they may have had which would have shown them or others the life they would pursue and perhaps the values they would hold dear in their adult lifestyle. So think back to a story.
1: Okay, a story from childhood. Um. Well, I used to have dreams as a child and this will be meaningful for people who've read my book, I used to have dreams of being a ballet dancer and of dancing in my dreams when I was very young. And I later developed a very great love for the ballet. I never became a dancer, but um, I used to go, I still go to the ballet. I I really developed, I felt like I was dancing when I would watch the the people on the stage, but this was something that was very strong in my childhood. And, And later, when I began to recall past lives, I saw that I was past birth an aspiring dancer and so um, it all made sense to me that I would have carried this aspiration uh, into my uh, early years of this life but of course um, didn't pursue it because it was not something that it it was like it it was was, the karma was done it was not something that it was a leftover from the past
0: Mm -hmm. and so
1: while the love was there it was not something I needed to pursue as a as a career
0: You know, that's funny, because when I was beginning this work 20 years ago, I mean, I was born as an intuitive healer and medium, but my life and my family, and uh, as I, I probably closed it down just to fit into life, into the physical world, as I was led to believe that's what I was supposed to do. But when this was all opening up for me about 26 years ago, I was told that I needed to take yoga, It would help me to begin to reopen my energy uh, fields. And when I was doing yoga, I would see myself as a different body shape and move to the asanas in a way that was beautiful and near perfection. And I was nowhere at that level in this life. So your saying that about dance reminded me of that. And that we carry within our soul or in a memory all that we have been, all that we are and all that we will be because the past, present and future are merged in one energy just playing out in different ways. So uh, I think we have a lot of synchronicity going on here. Uh, But how do you know the past life experiences you speak of in my journey through time are real?
1: Well, You know the first time um it as it began to happen to me when i went started remembering just the life previous to this i um i I questioned myself, but i there was so much confirmation um at the, as my memories began to return after I met a man who started to speak to me in russian and and uh awake in a lot of um uh, memories about even my childhood, my love for Russian literature and Russian ballet when I was a, a child. Uh, and then the memories began to emerge. Uh, but I actually went to places to check them out. So I had remembered a scene from my death when I had been in Europe and uh, in Prague and, and remember looking to the right, standing at a window, and seeing the Nazis uh, march down this big boulevard. I actually went to that place and found the street that I had seen. So I actually was something of a detective at the beginning, uh, checking myself. Well, yes,
0: you told the story of um, Jay, who who was working with you, and uh, uh, that he awakened you, your heart fluttered, and you had a feeling you knew him before, and actually... In the story, you say that in the past life he was a a, a Jewish man in Germany who you met and fell in love with, and uh, you went back there because you wanted to see if, uh, in actuality, what you were feeling and sensing, perhaps dreaming about also and envisioning, was true, and that was the proof for you. Because you found the place and you saw. Yeah, and he, in this life, you didn't have a love affair with him, but he opened up in something in your heart that was necessary for you to remember again and go through it. And now, you also said you saw your Russian mother, who you had been separated from, and uh, you also, your name in that life was Sonia and mm-hmm. uh your mother was a french woman who married an aristocrat in in russia, in russia. and right. and and you had a grandmother who was called grandmama and a sister anna and the re- right. and the reason i'm bringing that up is because i usually have many connecting coincidences with my wonderfully gifted guests and and you also began with your love for mother mary and finding your guru Paramount Hansa Yoganda who I have done many shows on and I feel myself also connected to both of them um, Recently, I recently did a show on Mother Mary's loving messages for peace and I read the messages she shared with me at that place you you go to between time and space between worlds where we glimpse the reality of our soul life as past mm. present and right. for, for listeners who want to hear that show And here, Mother Mary and her, what she said to us, please go to my website and to the events link, and you can listen to that. But let's get back to the synchronicity with you and your past lives, uh, because there are many here. My first, when I was doing hospice volunteer work, my first encounter was with a Sonia. Hmm. And she told me that she liked to be called Sue. Many, many Sonias liked to be called that. And after oh. that, and after that, I just kept having one after another coincidences with Sonias and Sues. And, um, <laughs> and you mentioned that Sonia, um, your father's mother, was addressed as grandmama. Now, when my daughter was pregnant, she asked me for months what I wished to be called. And from somewhere within me, I finally said grandmama. And shortly after my granddaughter was born a client handed me a book called anna woman of miracles and you had a sister anna in that mm-hmm. life and i mm-hmm. learned of and i learned of jesus's grandmother Anne or anna you could call mm-hmm. her either one who who was the mother of mary and Anne was a healer and in the book uh uh, there's this soldier julian who helped Anne and mary take jesus when he was an infant out of jerusalem in order to save him and 17 years later this julian comes back looking for Anne, and jesus is now 17 years old and he tells him to wait in the garden for his grandmama and when hmm. i when i heard that mo- my heart moved it actually it actually physically moved now i'm from russian jewish immigrant grandparents and as a medium mm-hmm. and healer think that there were those in my family from past lives who have had those gifts so the gift is continued in this life so
1: yes.
0: yeah so it's yeah. just interesting yeah it's interesting. it's yeah. interesting and also uh one other story i'd like to share with you i i When I first began this work, I was told by my yoga teacher to practice a meditation. And one day, uh, while quietly doing that, um, I saw in my inner vision a tall woman with dark curly hair. I didn't see her face, covered by a brown shawl. And from within me, I heard Helen Troy Well, I didn't know, was she a a guide or a person from a past life? But soon after that, everywhere I went, I met Greek teachers. My dress for my daughter's wedding was made by a Greek seamstress, and my hair done by a Greek stylist. And then I planned a trip to Greece, and I arrived at Rhodes and took a tour of the ancient town. And the tour guide, whose name was George, was... was talking about Helen of Troy and how she had visited this island on her way home after the fall of Troy. And we stopped at this cobblestone courtyard with a well right in the center and we climbed upstairs overlooking the ocean and I remembered seeing this exact place in a dream. And when when I went home from this trip, I realized I have a painting purchased many years ago that shows a woman in the brown robe over the ocean with the dark brown Mm. hair. And I realized the reason I had probably bought that painting was because it awakened something of me. So we're all living in two worlds, as you say.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're living in multiple worlds. <laughs> right, and
0: it is the way to know the truth and of our eternal and beautiful soul life. And I wanted to share that because it's much like you said, you know, the proof, the validation. And this is validation. Now, is there any past life recall that has surprised you? They all have
1: surprised me, actually. <laughs> I'm
0: sure of that. Oh,
1: but pick, pick, pick one. Well, even my my past birth, I mean, you know, I, because I'm a a student of meditation and yoga and feel so aligned with uh, uh, India, I assumed my last life was in India. And uh, when I saw myself and when I remembered Russia, and then, of course, it made sense when I thought about my early childhood uh, and all my links to Russia from the childhood, but, you know, I wasn't... Initially thinking of that, I'm much more. My mind is much more in India now. I travel to India all the time. I'm very comfortable there, and and that that really startled me, I, and then then it made sense. And then when I saw my previous birth was with which was in the American South, that startled me. I I, I felt you know no connection to the South. None. You, you know why?
0: <laughs> because I've read the book, because that was something you really wanted to. Uh... Forget from your subconscious. You tell exactly. of, you tell of meeting yeah. Clyde, uh, an African American yeah. lawyer in this life, who speaks of his wife Dorothy who has passed, and you feel a really strong connection to her, to Dorothy yes. who you never met, and uh, you you remember that you had a sister Dorothy in the South in that life, and your name was Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Bouaz, and I, the producer of one of my radio shows, is that is her last name <laughs> from dream vision 7 radio network uh so yeah and you tell a story and i thought this might be one that you might have been terribly upset about uh about joseph the boy yes
1: yes and and of course that you know in every life there's a pain mm. when i first remembered my russian life of being separated from my parents and never seeing them again I cried for months. Which mm. which is why I I cautioned people about past life recall. I mean, I literally couldn't get out of of the Russian Revolution. My mind was there, you know. I was he's like missing my mother. <laughs> and I said to myself, this is But crazy. you did Do get you like, to see her. You did get I did, to you see her. I had a visitation from yes. her and a complete healing. And then and then of course in the American South with the the whole the, the, the lynching of the of African boy and the pain that caused me, but then I got to understand why I was subsequently born in Russia, because I had met a man, and fall, you know, fallen in love with him, who had been Russian but never got to go, and then I, when I saw my life previous in Africa, it made total sense and I understood why I was born in the American South, because my son in Africa had been taken as a slave and brought to to the New World. So those three lives are all connected. One flows into another, and I don't see them as different lives. I see them as different chapters in one life.
0: Absolutely. Well said. Absolutely. Because life is eternal. It, it's it's it, it, it's it's an ongoing story and evolution yeah. for our soul and for the universe. There there is no beginning. There's no end. And it's just a beautiful way of reconnecting to souls throughout all these journeys. And your book shows that quite clearly. It also uh, the experience talk about the law of cause and effect or karma. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so mm-hmm. tell us something about that. Well, every uh, it's a it's, a, it's a phys- law of physics uh, that every action has a reaction. Uh, and just as it works in the physical realm, it works in the mental and spiritual realm. Everything we think and do causes some ripple in the universe, and that has a reaction that we, we bear the result of that. And when I saw this in play, when I actually saw how it happened in one life affected the next life, I realized that all the conditions of the past have created the conditions of the present, and what I'm doing now will create my future. So it actually made me much more mindful uh, of everything I do in this life, of of how I interact with people, um, uh, of the things that I say to people, uh, trying not to cause harm. So, you know, these memories had a great effect in how I live my life. Because I saw that everything I'm doing now, I'm in the process of creating my future.
0: Absolutely. You know, I have a new book I'm working on. It's called New Life Awaits, Creating Your Best Afterlife by Living Consciously Now. And I love the words you just used, mindfulness. Mindfulness. That is what this life is about, beginning to know ourselves from a deeper inner level and not being so distracted by the outside worlds and expectations of so many other people or, or events. And I just love that you brought that up. Now, is there a pattern, a consistency that weaves together one's various lives, or is the process arbitrary? Well, you just answered that that it's really not now there seem to be many patterns in your lives and i discovered some of them but would you like to tell us what those patterns were
1: well there are, there are a few themes that emerge the and, themes uh, that's right yeah that was very interesting to me to see that you know i've i've been involved in interfaith work for, for over for 20 years and it's not something that I had ever intended to do or desired to do or said, I'm going to go get, this is what I want to do. I actually had turned away from organized religion, just a quiet yogi. But it came, it kind of fell into my lap, and I found myself in places uh, of conflict, trying to bring together different groups, religious groups. And then if I, as I saw my previous birth, I saw that this was not the first time. I had done it in Japan centuries ago, uh been born into one clan, married into another, trying to bridge these two clans through the arts. Um, I did it in India. Uh, before, previous to that, uh, born a Hindu, married to a, to a Muslim, and again uh, being involved in creating dialogues between these two uh, communities. So I saw that this is, in a way, it. Came to culmination in this life and that i could do it at a very high level i could work with the united nations i could work with religions across the world not just in my community and so what i had done in in small ways in different times and places i was able to do now on a, on a global scale and the other scene that emerges again and again is finding my voice as a woman and I talk about kind of life in India. Talk about as a life as Sufi in Persia. How I I I was searching for this uh, in Persia. It was it was feeling my own capability.
0: You were searching for equality. You saw it.
1: Yeah. in Africans
0: yeah. who were free yeah. men and women who spoke their minds publicly and led independent yeah. in all your lives. I, I I know another trend was in your life a difficulty in finding love. And marriage, right. you were forced to marry That's people, right. but it wasn't your main interest. You were a healer, you were a leader, you were trying to bring the religions and equality between men and women. Uh, and those are the themes. And uh, There's another theme, yeah. you were awakening to your soul state, uh, which allowed you to know we are more than our bodies and physical life and have an eternal life. So uh, these were the themes that, that I so uh, understand with you, being born to do this work, also, and uh, it didn't come upon you. You were born to do it. You just discovered it and uh, and accepted it at the right point in your life. And, right. Uh, and yeah,
1: that's what it, that's it, it. That's the beauty of the way of of. I mean, I, when I stepped back and looked at it all, I said, "My God, it's it's beautiful, the way things weave together, and the way unfulfilled desires from the past are fulfilled." Every desire has to find fulfillment. That's why you have to be careful what you desire. Absolutely. Yes. you'll keep coming back until they're all fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> be mindful,
0: as we said before. We must be mindful. Do you know other people who have had similar experiences to your I don't past know,
1: lives? I, I, know, I know many people who have um, in, intuitions of where they've been, but who haven't recalled the complete narrative so these are I have also have intuitions of other lives that I haven't mentioned in the book, but I don't have a narrative there's no story. These are the lives where a rather complete narrative has emerged for me that 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 um uh kind of gave shape and form to who I am today and i I think that this came to me as I say you know. People who meditate, everybody gets a different gift. Some people see auras. Some people mm-hmm. travel out of their body. Yes. Some people hear beautiful things they hear voices, whatever. Everybody has to, this was my experience, because often these would come to me in meditation. And, you know, I, I don't have out-of-my-body experiences, and I don't see, you know, beautiful lights in meditation. But I do have past life recall.
0: Well, you so, know something, now you've met someone who has something very much in common with you because I have had out-of-body experiences and I am a chakra energy healer I do see the colors and I have had visions of past lives like you Uh, one of the past lives I had was uh, at a workshop with Brian Weiss who's the author Uh of Many Lives and I was in a very deep meditation and I sensed myself in these open golden sandals and I sensed horses and soldiers and I saw my son greg in this life as a three-year-old standing there by my side and i was abandoned i had an issue of an abandonment because the man who left never returned in that life (laughs) and um so the point being that we do many of us get glimpses and pieces only when we need to use that in order to make a determination for something perhaps that we were born to do that we might be missing the mark for at the moment and uh, we we need to get redirected so it's wonderful to have these visions or these remembrances uh, to know these different times and places and that we were challenged there also and I don't want to say had suffering but um, may have had pain or had to go past that challenges i like to use the word challenges usually also because
1: they're necessary
0: they're really it's
1: for for growth everything that comes is for growth there's (coughs) nothing that that's meant to harm us and and the one important thing that i a few important things that i say is that is that it showed me that 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 the universe is a benevolent one there's no judgment there's no punishment we we do it toward we create our own future and we do it as a, to learn and to grow, and so you know this this law of cause and effect is for human growth yes it 's not i don 't see it as punishment, I see it as for growth. I agree with you, and you describe
0: a lecture you were at with Mr. Emerson, a transcendentalist, yes in in your life as Elizabeth uh, in the South. And you wrote this, um, and and you you, you had this otherworldly experience, which, although you didn't consider yourself religious in that life, uh, it was a religious experience. And you wrote this, I lost consciousness of the outer world. It was as if my body dissolved, as if someone had cut me free. I was conscious of existing everywhere. I was far more than only this body it was if i existed nowhere and everywhere at the same time it was as if the whole universe was contained in me or rather as if i was contained in an ever-expanding space it was a very joyful experience and i wonder if that was the soul i was experiencing the soul that religion speaks of well of course it it was and it was (laughs) the eternal soul that travels through space and time and in all these lives and uh, it was beautifully said I've had that experience too and you from the Bhagavad Gita just as there's a quote just as the embodied soul continually passes from childhood to old age similarly at the time of death the soul passes into another body the wise are not deluded by this well it might not happen at that moment there may be time that we have to prepare for our next journey or life or be with other people who have to be with us uh, but it is the truth so what would you like people to take away with them after reading the book
1: well i there are a few two things really that that um, have stayed with me and one was uh, it transformed my relationship with death and um, really turned fear into a recognition that it's just the passageway to, to the next chapter, mm. and that we will meet again the the ones we need to meet, the loved ones, uh, and we will continue on our journey. And it is an ongoing upward journey for most of us <laughs> that will get better and better.
0: I um, think it is for those who allow that to be and surrender exactly.
1: to their right. path
0: and their journey. Yes, absolutely.
1: But the most important thing, I think, is the, is the, um, the the fact that that what we take with us. I mean, if, with each life, you know, I describe a life in forty pages. There are highlights, and what are those highlights? It's mostly the people that we've loved, the lessons that we've learned, and the, the the teachers that have come to me in each life. Those are the ones who still are with me now, and even if you know a few hundred years have passed, I still hear and see and feel the presence of those teachers so it's the power of love that we carry with us from life to life and to me that's that's the greatest lesson
0: and even i believe sometimes when a person w- we find difficult we find it difficult to love them we may have had love with them before also maybe we were disappointed in another time or place. so uh, therefore we uh, You know, are a little reluctant to give in to the love, but I think we've had love with so many soulmates throughout time and journey. Um, Maybe, perhaps, with everybody, even though we're challenged at some moment with some other emotion. So I want to thank you, Dina Marion's, author of my journey through time, for sharing a very unique look at memories of past lives and exploring the concept of karma and reincarnation as a basis for understanding much of what happens in our everyday lives, which are all means towards opening our heart and soul memory to the eternal soul life that resides in each of us. To purchase this book and find a greater awareness of the journey of the soul throughout time and space, go to. Dina Miriam. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have shared a very personal journey with Dina Merriam as she navigates this world in this time, sharing her many spiritual gifts for art, communication, and developing cultural programs for corporations and governments, providing strategic counsel to museums, foundations, and other cultural institutions. In support of the goals of the United Nations, she works with the inter. Center of New York and engages religious leaders from around the world in efforts to resolve conflict throughout the world. She also advocates a greater awareness of the need for coexistence and coexistence training as an essential component of the educational system. She has written extensively about the arts and is a bridge herself, between the many soul lives and the evolution of humanity to become the light and wisdom of eons of great love and intellect dina's work as that of all light workers healers innovators visionaries as representatives of spirit is to help awaken those who have the greatest gift of love within them to connect to the truth of all and be the energy to make life shine with extraordinary love and compassion. We have discovered today, through these thoughts, written long ago, a reminder of life in all its wonderment. The soul is never born, nor does it die, nor does it exist on coming into being, for it is unborn, eternal, everlasting, and primeval. Even though the body is slain, the soul is not. Dean and I would have you explore your own memories and begin to think about what brings joy to you and to your heart or inner being. Sometimes joy is what we have learned from our parents, family, and friends, and at other times it is a deep remembered longing of love and a desire to know life in all its forms. But joy is still the goal of all souls, whether in this life, past, or future lives. And we must be joyful, for it is not the outside world that creates our happiness, but life itself, born out of the magic and beauty of experience. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to listen to and read about the wondrous authors, visionaries, scientists, spiritualists, educators, psychologists, healers, and those who share their search for truth with us to encourage an awakening to higher consciousness. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.